Uh, fellas, let me tell you something. I have come to the conclusion that maybe trying to publish on a Saturday when you are almost halfway through your teen years in living the high school life where everything happens on a Saturday till Saturday night is probably not the wisest decision. Um, as you can tell by this uh, publishing date, I I, uh, I missed the Saturday deadline again, but I have a good reason though. It was because it was my mom's birthday. Yeah, she turned 40, or as she calls it, uh, 25. So, you know, I I had a bit of a good reason to, to not up- upload. Anyways, uh, hi, I'm Ed Batiz. Welcome to my entry to Zoomer's Diary. Um, in this one, I had a couple things to talk about talk about <laughs> already starting great i had a couple things to talk about um i would like to preface this episode by saying the point of this podcast was kind of to just be like a place of discussion or just like highlighting the teenage experience or just talking about life and showing it through the lens of you know a teenager in today's age and i haven't really gotten deep in any episode yet and deep about like any uh, subject uh, yet and that is mostly because I do not have a broad enough or deep enough vocabulary to be able to accurately convey my emotions in a way that other people can understand like for other people to be like oh I understand what he I understand what he means or I understand what he's feeling I I can't I don't think I have the ability to actually say to actually do that unless so unless you can read my mind and actually feel the emotions coursing through me right now I don't think I'm going to be able to accurately kind of convey what I am feeling but uh there is something that I have been thinking about for a long time um to give context to this uh I am the idolized child in my family, which I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to, I'm the golden child. I am the child who at family gatherings is seen and is then told, Ay, que guapo, or que chulo, or how handsome, or how smart, or oh my god, you're so smart, or oh my god, you're so talented, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, oh, you're going to do this. And then, you know, a conversation is brought up about what I'm going to do as a career. And they're like, oh, I'm sure you could do anything because you're so smart. And... This is not this is not some revolutionary uh, uh, kind of breakthrough that I'm making on the subject, but to say obviously you know to say that it puts um, a lot of undue pressure on my back and that it leaves a lot of room for disappointment is kind of an understatement and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that right it's like you are the brainchild you are just not trying hard enough and that's and you are not succeeding and I really started to think about this more because uh, I got in the mail came through my uh, admission to the NHSSH the National Honors Society of Scholars in high national honors society the net the high school national anyways the national honor society of high school scholars right there we go yeah i got it uh i got 
inducted, right? End of the semester, I had a high enough GPA, the little, the admission code came in and I signed up everything and it gave me all these resources and all the websites and my mom wasn't really like, you know, she obviously wasn't ecstatic. Um, and also I'm grateful for this opportunity and I'm not trash talking this in any way. Um, and I, and I'm making sure to say this because of something else I want to talk about if I have time. Um, I'm grateful for being admitted into this, but it did made me realize something when I was signing up for everything and my mom was buying the tassels and buying the sashes and buying the certificate and everything and buying the book, the uh, college admission, how to get into your dream school book, book by James W. Lewis. God, I love the voice cracks. They're awesome. Um, I It made me realize or it made me start to think about how I'm living my life currently as a high schooler and it made me think, am I preparing hard enough for college? The book came in the mail, right? It's called Admission Book, How to Get Your Dream School, um, about like real students who have gone to their dream school over 30 universities um, and, you know, what they achieved and what they did during high school and like things to how to make the most out of high school so you can prepare for college. And it made me think, is high school, should you live your entire high school career busying yourself as much as possible to prepare yourself for a future that is just in your imagination like is life really just an endless cycle of preparing for something that has never even happened yet and has not come into existence yet because it it, it only lives in your head like it, it sometimes i'll just be sitting at home and I'll come to this realization that if I were to generalize my life, it would be if I'm not being told what to do, I am just sitting there consuming content. And it made me feel like life is just really, really sucks. And this might just be because I'm in high school, in my sophomore year of high school, um, or I haven't really, you know, kind of had laid out a ground ground plan for life but reading this book and reading all these eulogies on these students that have gone to their dream schools and like what they did to get there life is really difficult like this it, like it'll give examples on like how to write a, like how you know a resume looks good or I won't get to the resume yet or uh, how to like make a ground plan and it has like a chart and it has uh, all of these like activities that you do and like for your freshman year, sophomore year, you know, junior, senior year and what to do for all of them and, you know, lay out a ground plan of what you want to achieve in these years. And then you have these eulogies from these students that are like, oh, I was the state champion in this or I was the president of this club in this club and I interned at this hospital and I interned and I had auditions at uh, this um I was going to say suppository, conservatory, <laughs> suppository, not, not a suppository, there's, no, there's a thing you put up your butt, anyways, this conservatory, and I did this, and I met this person, and I did everything to achieve a 4.0 unweighted GPA, and if I was slipping and got a 3.9, I would show up early and get tutoring from my teachers, and it made me think, am I not doing this right? Am I not living high school right? Am I doing it wrong by living it day to day? Am I destroying my future by taking electives that aren't going to look good on a college resume? Like, this is an obvious, there's an obvious answer to this question, but is high school really only to prepare yourself for college? Like, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? 
am I really supposed to be going through a four-year slog so I can go through another 10-year slog? And am I not supposed to be enjoying it as much as I am? And am I doing it wrong? Like, just reading, it was it's weird because getting into the prestigious academic uh, society made me think how being a prestigious academic person really, really sucks. And I'm looking and it's like, wh- what is the point of trying to do all this? And like, what does it really mean to be successful? And then it really boiled down and trickled down to like, what am, what is the meaning of life? Like, to do something that you enjoy, to do something that you like to do, but then if you don't make enough money doing what you love to do, then what's the point? Like, I really love theater, and I do well in theater, but I don't know if I can do that as a career. Like, I'm not sure, there was this one eulogy in this book of this one girl who, you know, took a bunch of AP classes and interned, let me see if I can find the page number, we're not going to the keyboard, we are going to the book, because I have it in front of me, she got a full ride scholarship to New York University, which has an amazing uh, theater and arts program, um, also on the East Coast, uh, and NYU, that's right. And, like, how she wanted to be an actor, and she wanted to be a TV producer, and she wanted to be this, and wanted to be this. And uh, how she did her best to maintain a uh, 4.0 GPA, and how she participated in a law camp and playwriting, uh, playwriting retreats over the summer uh, at Yale, and did all these things, and, like, going through all these programs at schools, and going to college tours and stuff, and... It made me think, when, when she finally, so she does all of this, and she gets a full ride to um, NYU, and let's see, she's majoring, uh, yeah, she applied to all these schools, give me a second, dink dunk, um, she got a full tuition, full tuition to New York University, which is, to remind you, a $70,000 school with an acceptance rate under 40%. And she got full tuition to major in something in something in drama departments. Uh, I can't find the right thing right now. But it's like, you got, you get, yeah, that's, if, even if I did put all my effort into doing something that I enjoyed and getting a full ride to do something that I enjoyed, like at NYU and doing theater, if nobody knows my name, what's the point? What what is what is the point of achieving success and doing all of that work, even in doing something that you love, when you're not gonna get a, like a, a a bountiful career, a fruitful career out of it, and you're not gonna make a lot of money out of it, or no one's even gonna know your name? Like full ride tuition to NYU to do something with drama and theater and the arts and I've never heard her name like ever like is that how many millions of people out there are trying to get the world to know their name and they're just failing like what is the point even for you to try for like someone like me to try to do that which is this whole podcast is me yelling out to the world hey I'm here you know 
hey, in this in small in you know Tucson, Marana, Arizona, I'm here, I exist. Just if you ever need someone, I'll be here all week. You know it. But like, is it really gonna end up somewhere? You know, is it really gonna go somewhere? Am I supposed to just be live continually living my life, preparing for the next day and the next day and the next day? Like, am I doing enough in high school? Am I wasting my future by taking electives like strength and conditioning? Which, yeah, I I lift weights. Um, to <laughs> that sounds so stupid. Yeah, I lift weights. By the way, um, like I lift weights to one, and I spend like you know a couple hours lifting weights like a day. Um, to I mean, obviously one, like look better, improve my physique, obviously, and two, to gain strength because I need to carry babies and I need to give piggyback rides and bridal carries. Like it's not even for practical, like it's it's not even for specific competitive purposes like powerlifting or anything. It's literally to just get stronger so I can live my day-to-day life easier and I can move furniture and I can pick people up, you know, and like firemen carry or whatever. But it then am I really wasting my time? And I took strength and conditioning this year because by taking all AP classes this year, I realized I'm not going to have time to work out at home. And if, if I do do my full workout at home, then I'm going to be doing homework till like 12 o'clock. And I'll never have time for my family. And I'll never have downtime to just hang out in the living room or to just talk with my parents or anything. So I took this class so I could have time to work out at home. And then if I didn't finish there, I could finish it at home in like 30 minutes and doing what I didn't finish. But then what opportunities am I wasting by taking this class, right? And then also one of my uh, electives has to be reserved for theater, because I made a, a promise to a graduating senior that I would be the face of the theater and I would be their protege and I would take on the mantle because uh, freshman year, I did shows with the advanced theater class because uh, my theater teacher, Kay, uh, came to the beginning theater class and was like, hey, we're doing this show. We don't have enough people. So if you'd like to be in uh, one of our shows, then come sign up over this. And then I ran over and signed up. And that led to a series of events that led me to meeting the graduating class and becoming friends with them because they were impressed by my quote unquote talent. And so then one of the seniors there made me the protege and gave me their mantle. And so now my electives and a lot of my extra time has to be dedicated to theater. And like, yeah, I love doing theater, but am I going to get somewhere doing it? Right. I like, am I gonna, I haven't gone to a lot of acting camps. I haven't gone to a lot of summer camps. I haven't met a lot of people that know people that know people for me to actually get somewhere with it. And I think last time I did a summer camp, uh, it was when I was like 12 and it was, uh, it was during the summer. It was a four day. It was a, uh, it was during the week, and um, I thought it was acting. Acting. It turned out to be musical theater, um, which uh, I didn't like. I just liked acting. Acting. But we all go. We all go through that phase at some point. And I, I was the. I was a twelve year old boy, thirteen year old boy, something like that, in a group of fifteen to eighteen year old girls. <laughs> I was the only. I was the little baby um, in that group. And I at least impressed the teacher enough for them to recommend me to uh, a person that was filming an infomercial. And I did my first infomercial and I got paid 500 bucks for a little infomercial that nobody has ever seen about dentures, right? And then you'd think I got in somewhere, right? You'd think I'd finally found the guy that knows a guy that knows a guy. Well, 
I get called, my mom gets a call again, and they're like, hey, we like to do another commercial. Can he ride a bike or a skateboard or a scooter? And, uh, spoiler alert, I cannot ride a skateboard or, uh, a bike or a scooter. And she was like, no. And then he just ghosted us, and I've never heard back from him, uh, since then. So did I really just waste, like, a golden opportunity there? Like, am I really destined for mediocrity? And it, what am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking. Anyways, um, anyways, yeah, get, getting into NHS has really kind of made me think about that. But I'm not here to get too sad, even though the point it was to was to get deep for a, a teenager to get deep. Um, actually, no, I'm gonna keep being deep. Uh, I do feel like I, that light. Okay. Is, is life supposed to not be this enjoyable? Like, are you supposed to... If I'm enjoying my life too much, am I doing it wrong? <laughs> like, am, during high school, if I am focusing on social ventures and social pursuits, am I doing it wrong? Right? Is that, is that something... Is that bad? Yeah. This is more of, like, instead of me talking about a subject, this is just more me asking questions to the universe. Because, really, I don't know. I don't know what to do with my life. And I really, really feel like I'm going to disappoint people. And I always tell myself, if I don't get a full ride scholarship to somewhere, I'm just going to be famous. <laughs> and I say it to myself like it's as easy as just eating breakfast. I'm like, okay, if I don't get a full ride, I'll just be famous. It's fine. But like, being famous is also hard because 90% of it is chance. 90% of it is, once again, knowing the guy that knows a guy that knows a guy and being in the right place at the right time. And, like, obviously, you know, like I said this, but like I said before, how many millions of people are trying to be famous? So, you know, are you really going to break the mold? Somebody once told me the word. Anyways, that's my little, that's my little uh, deep, deep rant. Um, something else I wanted to talk about. Um, I goofed up a little bit uh the reason why i was making sure to mention that i was grateful to be in nhs and i was grateful to be you know uh recognized as a, the academic scholar or whatever and whatever, whatever whatever uh well last episode i did talk about our uh winter production uh for my theater uh mother goose is eaten by werewolves and i did in fact put it in the title of that episode now when I tell you the internet is a big place and that if people are looking for something, it is very easy to find if the thing they're looking for is in the title of something, um, I would be telling the truth. <laughs> what did I say at the beginning of that sentence? Did I say, did I say if I don't tell you, if I tell you that the internet, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyways, I put the title of the play that we did, uh, and that I talked about in the last episode in uh, the type in the, in the title of the podcast episode, right? So I roll up Friday or what was it? I roll up Wednesday to class. This happened Tuesday or, uh, what am I talking about? Okay. I posted it last Sunday. This happened Wednesday. I roll up Wednesday to uh, drama club, uh, because I am legally obligated to go to every single meeting because I'm an officer because, you know, your boy put it in the work and I roll up to drama club and then, uh, my theater teacher Kay looks at me and he's like, Hey, Ed, I'm like, hi. She's like, 
Have you been to, up to any shenanigans lately? I'm like, what? What do you? What do you what do you mean shenanigans? Why are you saying it like that? She's like, I don't know. Is there, are there any early shenanigans you would like to tell me? She kept using the word shenanigans, and I'm like, please. I was okay. I was kind of going through the five stages of grief at that point. Currently, I was in denial. I was like, I feel like I know what she's alluding to, but I don't want to accept it. <laughs> I don't want to confront it. But then she kept going. She's like, are there any are there any shenanigans you'd like to let me know about? And she, this went on for like a good 10 minutes of just her emphasizing the word shenanigans. Um, and if you're wondering why that is, it's because last episode, I said the word shenanigans and then I regretted it and was like, that was stupid. And I guess that was the word that stuck out to her when she listened to it. When I specifically said last episode, man, I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so yeah, that was wonderful. Um, she, she came to me and was like, hey, Ed, I'm just going to let you know. The author of Mother Goose is Eaten by Werewolves listened to your podcast and then emailed me about it. Shit. Yeah. Um, I... My first thought was, what the hell? My second thought was, did she look up her the title of her play on Spotify or something? Sorry, not just <laughs> not just Spotify. Um, actually, uh, Spotify. Did she look up the title of her play in Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Podcast Index, Listen Notes, or the RSS.com community? Did she really go to any like audio-based website and look up the title of her play? Well, apparently, she did something that was enough for my podcast to pop up in her feed, and she listened to it. And in the in the last episode, I talked about some, some changes we made to the script, and because of. Uh, things that happened to, it wasn't even like changes changes that we made to the script i was just talking about things that happened in the moment right there wasn't any like specific change to the actual uh to the actual like production um that like how it was based on oh god i just completely i just had a stroke blah, 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 blah. what was i saying i brain farted so hard that sentence ran into a wall god damn um oh yeah we we did the show as it was, as it was given to us, as we purchased it, as we purchased the rights to produce it. And I was just talking about things, little itty bitty things that happen in the moment uh, because of uh, circumstances, right? Like how we had to use a scooter instead of a pogo stick because we didn't have a pogo stick in time um, and how there were no children in the audience. So it would make sense for the line to be uh, all these lovely people instead of all these lovely children. So it could have been worse. Um, it could have been, I guess, any other playwright, because I guess any other playwright would be extremely mad that we changed their show, even though it wasn't even that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, no, the, the playwright of, of the show found my podcast and listened to it. And now my drama teacher is aware that this podcast exists. When I specifically said last episode, man, I really hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. And she specifically told me, she's like, Ed, do you listen to things that you produce or do you listen to things that you publish before you publish them and i went <laughs> no because then i'd be nitpicking myself into oblivion and i'd absolutely hate myself so instead of doing that i just publish it i just throw the ball right i just throw the ball and let it leave my fingers instead of thinking about where it's where it's going you know 
And uh, I, yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if I said anything bad about her. So I'm just, she hasn't said anything. So I'm hoping I didn't. I, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't, I don't listen. After like the third episode, I stopped listening back on these podcasts and I just kind of hit send, you know, I just kind of published them. Um, but no, yeah. So I guess the, the author, the, a playwright is aware of, of this. Um, so I guess if this playwright is listening to, um, me talking about life and me kind of being disappointed in life and slightly in myself, uh, if you know a guy that knows a guy, hit me up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah. So that was funny. Uh, which is why I'm making sure that the things I say uh, on this podcast are things I'd be proud to say to my grandmother. And also things uh, I could say that won't get me booted from a college. Um, which I don't know if colleges could definitely be listening to this right now in a couple of years time when they're they see me applying to their college they're like hmm, let's see their social media footprint and they see there's like a whole ass podcast since like his sophomore year of high school and they're like oh boy i don't know maybe maybe by that point i'll have too many episodes right and they won't know they won't be able to dig deep enough to find something stupid that i said two years ago that will get me kicked out of their college you know so we'll see how that goes but yeah guys pay attention to your digital footprint make sure you keep track of what you say and probably listen to what you say before you publish it now am i gonna do that for this this episode uh no <laughs> i i'm not going to um instead for the rest of the the bit of the time that i have just in case uh miss playwright is listening uh i wanted to talk about uh some things that we did uh for the show now i talked last episode about the set of our show um, of how it was my, it was my beautiful brainchild. Also, disclaimer, any cockiness, uh, that is shown on this show, or any douchiness, is, uh, sarcasm, and is not legit, and is perfectly for ha-has and giggles, so this does not reflect, my sarcasm does not reflect me as a person at all, I hope. Anyways, my beautiful brainchild, the, the periactoi, um, how we had the three different faces uh, there. We also, so there are these things called masking flats, which are basically these uh, these pieces of thin wood that we put near the stage entrances on the left and the right side to give the actors more room to walk around without being seen by the audience. Because, you know, the curtain only goes out so far, and obviously it can't go completely around the edge of the stage, so there's a bit of space where when you're entering on stage from backstage, the audience could see you if you're meandering around there, right? So these masking flats are put on the opposite ends of this curtain so the actors can have more uh, space to meander and to kind of walk around without being seen from the audience. Um, instead of masking flats, we instead stole a bunch of trees <laughs> okay we didn't steal we borrowed did we steal i don't remember we 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 got a bunch of uh wooden trees from band uh because or the the band um the band sector the band 
branch, the, what is it called, organization, the whatever, from the band at our school, because I guess they had some sort of winter concert, I'm going to be honest, I don't really, I don't know, I don't really pay attention to, to things that happen at our school, besides our shows, because then I, I don't want to get, I don't want to have to put more things on my plate that I didn't have to put on in the first place, um, some concert that they did in the winter, and it was a bunch of these wooden trees, these two panel, it was two panels of wood that were, had like branches and everything, and then you put them together, and they're these like two-dimensional uh, trees that stand on their own. Anyways, we took a bunch of them, took a bunch of them, a lot of them, all of them, we stole all of them, we didn't steal all of them, we borrowed all of them. Just in case anybody from the school is listening, it is like, you stole what? We borrowed a lot of them. I'm not trying to criminalize our uh, theater our theater program at all we borrowed the trees borrowed all of them and we put them on the edge uh of the curtain and we closed them all up and we uh maneuvered them in a way or replaced them in a way where they would at least form some sort of solid like kind of like at least a semi-transparent barrier that we could use to walk behind now obviously did this uh work um eh, not really okay i only made eye contact with an audience member like twice that's that's pretty good i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just kidding it was only at the matinee or at the the matinees are basically like our our test productions anyways they're like the the test runs of our show um so we're good so miss playwright miss uh i should probably learn your name if you're listening just know that uh the masking flats AKA the clumps of trees worked out just fine. So your production and your play was produced uh, just just fine and very smoothly. Um, yeah, we had those clumps of trees and we also had the periactyl and everything. Uh, oh yeah, we also made these like thrones uh, and by thrones, I mean they were just like chair, really, really old uh, chairs that we had from furniture storage and uh, costume crew just like safety pinned fancy cloth onto it so they look like thrones i don't know why we didn't get thrones i'm on set crew i should have been in charge of that i don't know why we didn't it's fine it turned out well in conclusion the show turn did turn out wonderfully and it did turn out great um many a lot of people were injured <laughs> fake falling because nobody knows how to fake fall in this theater um but that's how you know something goes right a playwright always wants to hear from someone who has produced uh their show hey i got injured um oh yeah that reminds me my first ever show that i did at this high school uh freshman year right when they the, it was the show that they didn't have enough people for uh i played a character called kevin uh, and this show was about was took place at a high school. Um, it was like ghost stories mixed with high school drama. And I played a character called Kevin. And uh, there was a theater production right happening at this at this high school. And I was the guy who did the lights. Now for some reason, Kevin was supernaturally fast. So there'd be there'd be a time where characters are interacting and they're like, oh, I need this. Hey, Kevin. And I'd be like off stage. I'd be like, yeah, or like up in the light booth. I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, can you come down here, really? And before they can finish their sentence, I'm already on stage, or I'm just really, really, I'm just really, really fast. Sorry, I'm not really fast. Kevin's really fast. Uh, I'm not. I'm flat-footed. Um, that's an excuse. I'm just slow. Anyways, uh, I played this character called Kevin. He was super fast. Uh, the first scene he was in that was introducing his speed, I ran from the entrance of the theater right at the top of the the very uh, top of the built like the staircase because uh, you know the, the how. Uh, 
proscenium theaters work it's a like a flowing all the seats like flow downward um and then there's the stage at the bottom uh where you know the backs where this actual production takes place and then all the seats are kind of like vertically at an incline going down and i was at the top of the stairs and i was supposed to run down really fast onto the stage and then run back up and everything well when rehearsing for a show and your part includes strenuous physical activity and you're rehearsing for hours a day from on months on end sometimes uh you can get you can get a little tweak in the muscles a little bit um well let me tell you one time uh running down the steps on like the 15th time we were rehearsing i pulled a muscle in my hamstring and i like mid run just kind of like glid across the across the carpet um, and, and started to, started to like stumble and then I said my line, whatever, and I was pain and then I turned around and then tried to run and it didn't work. So I had to like hobble up the stairs and then like one of the lines during that scene is that's Kevin, man, he's fast. And while they're saying, man, he's fast. I'm like, Ugh limping up the stairs and then for some reason i it didn't like it wasn't like a like i got a cramp in in my hamstring it was for the rest of that week or month i was out of commission running wise like i could not i had the limp everywhere because for some reason i guess i just ran too hard and i injured myself just from running and so now every time after we would rehearse they would say something about Kevin being fast and all everybody else would see is the fast character limping slowly down the stairs in pain while they're giving commentary on how fast he is. And I'm just there <laughs> limping down the stairs, hobbling. But, you know, that's what you want to do at, at a, during the theater, right? You want to you put your body on the line. And that's what leads to a great show. Um, it did lead to an amazing show, though. The final production was great. Uh, also, because I feel like it turned out the way it did because it got delayed twice because people kept getting sick. Um, it was supposed to be in early December. It ended up being performed mid to late January. Um, but all that time that we had to rehearse turned out to be great because the show itself ended up being like absolutely perfect. It was a great time. And... Now we just continue having great times at the shows that we continue to produce in the future. Uh, you know, one such show being Mother Goose is Eaten by Werewolves. Once again, Miss Playwright, if you know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy, hit me up, please, because I'm having an existential crisis about my future and I need help. Anyways, um, I have made my entry into Azuma's Diary. I am your lovely, gracious host, Ed Batiz. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you all next Sunday to see what the future holds. Um, I still need to figure out an outro or an intro. I need to figure out a lot of things. Damn. I just... The, the five seconds that I actually listened back on my podcast, I realized that you could hear my sister demonically shrieking in the background. Jesus, God, ugh, come on, man.